Hey guys, um, good afternoon everyone. Welcome to today's podcast, episode 3. Uh, my name is Timilene Olowokere, you can as well call me General. Um, today is just going to be all Chelsea special, but today with me I have my co-host, Neil. Neil. Hi, good, um, good afternoon everybody. Hope we are having a great time and welcome to the podcast once again. Yeah, remember this is spot hot takes where everybody they collect woto woto. Today is just going to be mainly we are going to be talking about Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. We have been the one in the news for the past weeks, and right now we feel like we have to just talk about what is going on with Chelsea. And today, as well, with me, I have um, a, a football enthusiast, an analyst, as well, uh, my friend um, Sita. Welcome on board, Sita. Really nice to be. I'm really glad to be here. Um, and right. you guys are doing a great job in this po- in this podcast, and I'm honored that you invited me. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah thank you for honoring our welcome, invite. Peter. So let's just go straight to it today. It's just going to be a review about the West Ham versus Chelsea game. Sita, I will ask you, um, what's your take about the lineup for the game yesterday? Yes. So I was saying, I know we are talking um, before the game started and I, I I said the lineup that I wanted and it wasn't very far off from what Potter put out you know um, he the only thing that I did not really understand was Kukurela starting and Harvard starting I feel like the every other thing every other every other every other players that started that game was actually what I thought he would he would start. That, that was actually yeah. the lineup that I always said. Except the fact that he did not play Fofana, a striker, a proper striker, and he started Kukurela, who has been on a poor run of form. So the lineup for me, I felt was not bad. But I feel like the fact that we did not have that proper striker up front and we did not have a chill world who could have probably brought out more from Mudrik, I think it affected our game so so bad so, so so well. It affected our game so badly. And like I do not know if those two things were actually enough to make us perform the way that we performed. But I, I feel like those two were actually very, very important parts of the of the lineup that he missed and probably cost us that game yesterday. Uh, yeah, from my side too, I'm not going to lie. I that was the lineup I expected as well. But the only thing I wasn't expecting was Aves starting that game. I knew he was going to play Cucurella because I felt Chiwell is not um fully fit and it's just trying to introduce Completely him to games. Ready. Yeah. But everything I say is Chiwell would have started that game, performed well, would have won that game. Then you sub him off and bring Gokurella. I don't know what his decisions are, and I'm still questioning his decisions about some things. Uh, you made mention of the striker effect. Neil, I really want you to touch on the lineup as well. And what do you think if we had had a striker yesterday? This is going to Neil and Sita at the same time. If do you think if we had had a striker yesterday, would it, would it have been a different outcome for Chelsea? Yes, I, I totally believed. In fact, I believed if we, if we had started Fofana, with a, he would have made more impact compared to um, Kai, to be honest, because um, we, we lack that finishing um, ability. We virtually do not have anybody that can finish. Our midfielders normally do not score. 
the only person that was contributing a little who is a midfielder though he plays wings for us is um Mason Mount and he has been off form for more than a year now for virtually a full season so it's it's been it's been really crazy and then the fact that we now um we stick to um Kai Havertz even though all, like from all indication this guy is not a striker this guy has I was I saw um a record he has just how many goals in all his seasons in Chelsea and I was like I couldn't understand how that guy has been just for three to four seasons or so two to two to three four seasons and he doesn't even have I don't think he has up to 50 goals he's not a striker no, he does not he's not a striker I think he had 20 something yeah I would look for that he had and it's, it's irritating that a club as big as Chelsea plays Champions League try wants to win the Premier League wants to win the FA Cup wants to win the Gallic Cup wants to be the best club in the world and we are using Kai Havertz as our striker we've been using him as our striker for over a season it doesn't make any sense it, it does not make any sense strikers if you have a striker that is good you get one chance he buries it and that's the end of the game that is the end of the game we can't have um, what is his name um, this guy in Man City scoring 25 goals already and we are the whole of Chelsea Football Club doesn't have more than 25 goals. I think <laughs> we don't even have club. <laughs> That's it. The, the, I can't understand how we are supposed to win a league or make top four. It's, it's I know it is I don't know. I don't it's a lot. We need to we need to fix that striker. And then decision making again of the coach. I am sorry, but uh, I know I was part of the people that was happy when Graham Potter came to Chelsea because seeing what he did in um in in, in Brighton, but I think I've come to accept, I've come to realize that when you buy a Lamborghini and give it to somebody who's used to driving a bicycle in <laughs> his life, he's going to mess up the <laughs> because he doesn't understand what driving a Lamborghini means. That's the problem Chelsea are facing right now. Yeah, yeah, true though. Sita, what's your take on the striker effect? Would it have been given a different result yesterday? I 100% think that it would have given a different result. Look, uh, you see Fofana, 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 I, I, I cannot say that I've watched Fofana play football a lot. But honestly, you know that the cameo that he made against Fulham, yes. I felt like would have been enough to give him Show at you. least, given what Kai Havertz has been doing, at least, at least just put a little bit of faith in this boy and see what he can do. I feel like there are so many runs. Like you, you see that that Midri- Oh my god! You see that Mudrik's pass. Kai Havertz. Yeah. I was looking at. I was looking at the replay of that of that of that pass. If he was a striker, he would have done. Kai Havertz should. If Kai Havertz was a proper striker, you should be looking at the defenders. You should be looking yes. at your line. You should know yes. when you are falling off offside. And I did not understand why Kai Havertz, Kai Havertz was offside. Was it twice? Was it was it him that was offside the other time too? Okay, no, it was it was, yeah, it was fairly. Yeah. But I do not understand why why he was offside like two times. I do not understand that pass. And you knew he knew that Mujik was going to do that because that is that literally was the, that how Mujik plays. How do you not look at the line to know when to run? I feel like a striker, a proper striker, would. Oh my god. See, look, you see that 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 goal that it pained me a lot because I honestly thought that he had made a good run. That was now, a beautiful assist though. A beautiful are, and wonderful assist. A beautiful assist. A beautiful assist. And it's it, it's going to take me back to it's going to take me back. I know you talked about striker, but I'm just going to aside. Fofana would I feel like Fofana would have made a lot of impact. Now because 
that this assist takes me back to what I was saying about Mudrik and Kukurela. I know we've all seen these clips where Kukurela refused blatantly to pass the ball to Mudrik. Not now, once, not twice, not thrice. Not yeah. once, not you, look. It takes me back to Mudrik. I I was watching this game yesterday. Something just one thing that I kept on saying was. Even with all the clips that I've watched over time, like you know how um, the Chelsea Chelsea handle posts, big, um, I feel like Mudrik is being isolated in the team. I don't know why I feel that way. I feel like he's not he's not getting close. Like you know how you see Jao Felix and some of some of the other boys talking yes. and making fun and making. I don't feel like Mudrik has actually like actually felt like at home in that club and it's almost like you can yeah. see it in the way that they play football yeah yeah it's almost yeah, yeah. like you can see it in the way that they are playing football it does not look like Mudrik is actually part of that team he's always so at out all, all. he doesn't like there's no community there's no like there is no it's almost like they don't like him i don't know when he, he speaks he speaks english i don't understand what is going on with him it's almost like they don't like him there is never a picture of him with players Joe Felix look, is always look. with other players and all but there's no picture of him that's a very big look, issue when I'm sure he I am not even, look I'm not even joking right you see this when, you see the complaints about Kukurela not passing the ball to Pumudrik I did not even notice it a lot like I, it was later that I said say, this is actually true but I did not even notice it as much but while I was watching this bo- while I was watching that match yesterday I kept on saying Mudrig is not playing like this like every- they're not playing the ball to him as if he's part of this team do you know do you know the season that Chelsea won the Champions League Chelsea were like they were like a family like everybody we are so everybody was so closely knitted and you yes. could see that everybody was playing for everybody we do not have that in this team yet and, and basically, i feel like if I, we do I, not I, get that I, we will I, I, never... I, I i wanted us to even touch on kukurela and thank thank you for even touching on him right now i'm not going to lie to you it will have been a different outcome if you were playing with you well let me let me make a point out on this on Kukurela. I feel like even yes. even when Kukurela was playing alongside other wingers, he has always been like this. I don't know who is teaching him to be playing inverted of his left back. He goes into the midfield and run back to his side. By the time he gets there, they've already beaten him. One two has beaten Kukurela, and most of the times he's always passing to where he faces. He doesn't know how to make passes forward. Kukurela exactly. does not know how to receive the ball. If you watch him closely study him whenever you're watching games he doesn't open his body to receive the ball he's always close-ended when he's receiving the ball so it's always difficult for him to shift his body to make a forward pass and anytime he faces one side that's where he puts the pass most of the time most of i think in the first half he only gave mudrik maybe two or three passes in the first half it was enzo that took it upon himself to be making those weak passes to mudrik which was which 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 created like a, a a game a, a a a nice game for us when the ball was going to him because he had to spread the West Ham defense line. Kufu should have gotten yes. is it Kofa or Kufu should have gotten a, a yellow card on him, even a red card. We should have silenced their even their right back in that game. But because they were not passing to Modric, he's skillful, he's fast, he has good passes. But I think Kukurela has been one of our worst players this season. I'm not going to lie about that. I've been saying these things and I'll keep saying it. Kukurela is worse. Our manager knows he has a mental issue and a family problem and you keep playing the player. I don't know yes. which kind of manager does that. 
you don't put you don't put someone that is having mental issues it's just same place at your workplace when you're having issues when you're having you don't get good outcomes from 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 individuals like that you put them on rest or you t- tell them to take leave of work that's the way you have to put these players i felt it should have just started chiwell yesterday chiwell should have played like let's say 60 minutes then bringing kukurela to rescue well that's what a proper coach should have done because we need winning somebody said we nobody's going to trust a process without any results and that's the fact we are not going to sure. trust the, the process even the players will not trust any process without any result we keep playing draw this is our third draws in a row i've never i don't think it's been a long time i've seen chelsea play three draws in a row it's been a very long time and this is getting worse and this takes us to let, let's talk about the substitution that he made before we go to Potter himself. The substitution he made, I, I, I made a statement. I said the substitution, I would have shifted the formation because there was a time that they were already bombarding us in the midfield. Susek actually sat in the midfield with us. They had more power and Antonio was coming back to the midfield. I said you should have just changed the game. Remove Kai Abad, remove Kukurela, send Felix up front, make Enzo play box to box, then bring in, what's his name? Conor Gallagher played alongside RFC just to bring in more power and efficiency into the midfield. It will have given us a better result than having than having Abed up front. I don't know what your take is on, 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 on that. I, I'm just saying that should be, even if he does not play, wants to play David Fofana. That's what another dynamism he could have brought into the Chelsea play and not support Modric and bring in uh, Mount and ZH. They were not even effective. Did you see the start of Mount after the game? It was zero. Everything he did was zero. Everything he did was zero for 22 minutes. What is your take about the substitution? I think one of one of the biggest um, mistake. Um, I, well, we don't call it a mistake because it's not even a mistake. One of the biggest problems Chelsea are having right now is still the Kai Havertz being trusted to be our striker. The fact that the coach believes that Kai Havertz is a better finisher than any other person that can play up forward there is a, is a big issue. It means that other players will have to get sacrificed for Kai Havas to maintain that position he's playing, which makes absolute no sense. The substitutions messed up the whole game. At a point, we, we were getting bombarded, just like you said. They were beginning to um, choke us in the midfield and um, match us face-to-face and all of that. What happened to... Um, taking out Sky Harvard. There are so many matches we've played, even under um, Thomas Tuchel, where we played the first nine, there was no visible nine. So we could run around your defense and move the ball around anyhow without, we don't have a target man quite well. Now, why are you leaving a Kai Havertz that is 90% of the time is offside, even when he gets the ball, he virtually do not know what to do with it. And then you are bringing in Mason, Mount and ZH to come and do what exactly? I, I honestly do not understand. I you know I think to be honest, I, I I at this stage, this man is overwhelmed. Look at when this man first came to Chelsea. When he got a clean trim, he was talking about the new barber at Chelsea. He looked clean. He looked confident. He doesn't look like that anymore. I'm sure he himself he doesn't believe in himself anymore. He looks tattered. He looks tired. He has eye bags. He is he's just making decisions he's not thinking it's true anymore he is tired this was the same thing we saw with um Thomas Tuchel towards the ending of his uh, period at Chelsea he started being erratic and making decisions he, w- he was not taking he was not taking his time to study the game to make decisions anymore this is exactly what is happening to this man right now he has just spent four months at the club or four or six and he's already 
he, he is lost he doesn't know what he's doing his substitutions are rubbish he doesn't know that there's in play the in-game management where you manage your team even though they're on the pitch you bring in a player and change the way the, the, the match goes you change the formation and then you catch your your, your, your opponents off guard because now you've introduced a player that changes the way your team plays he doesn't know that something like that works or he knows and he doesn't realize that he's supposed to do them I honestly do not understand because one good substitution would have changed the whole thing. You don't need to take Modric out. You don't need to. Yeah. You don't need to. So I don't understand. I, I we we'll, we'll still talk about him. So let me just pause on talking about. Him. So Sita, what do you feel about the substitution he made yesterday, bringing in Mount um, Gallagher yeah. and Fiat into that game? So, like I said, I said, I was saying it's going to bring me back to Modric and Cucurella again because one good substitution would have changed that left side for us and that substitution should not even have been mudrick if we had removed too well if we had removed um Cucurella, sorry and brought in too well i feel like you would have had a better a better um, um combination and resonance with mudrick but he did not even wait to try that out you removed Mudrik first. Like, I don't I, I don't know how I don't know how some managers think. Like, I don't know what, what is going through his head. But when he's seeing that Mudrik is not effective, is he not seeing that Kukurela is not combining with Mudrik at all? And you know that it's not like Kukurela has been playing so well in the past games, and you know the quality of player that you bought when you were signing Mudrik. So why not try him with, with you well? Who is a more forward like basically even though at some point they started, they started kind of choking us on that in that midfield basically we are dominating that match we needed more attack-minded players Chiwell is way more attack-minded than, than Kukurela if if he had brought in Chiwell and tried to combine Chiwell and Mudrik on that left side maybe would have had another outside because Mudrik was almost useless in that point he was making runs and nobody was seeing him yeah passes he wasn't getting he wasn't getting he wasn't getting he wasn't getting passes to him at all now you brought in my oh god you brought in mounts who has who is basically low in confidence low in low in low in basically low in everything and in all these things you did not even still change Havertz. i mean when we were playing with Tuko. We played without. We even played without a, 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 a good, like a nine. Like he was trying to play a formation where you're using a st, like a striker, mm-hmm. without using a striker. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. He's trying to play a formation of a strike, like where Harvard is a striker, but Harvard is not a striker at all. I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what they see in the trainings and what they see that makes him that, that would make him think that Havertz is a striker. Havertz does not play football like a striker. He plays football like a false nine and we're not playing the false nine uh, formation. So I, I like honestly I do not understand it. I do not understand what um what um, Potter thinks. I honestly think that Potter is overwhelmed. I think he's a good I wasn't confident when they brought him. I'm not even going to lie. I wasn't excited like everybody kept on saying oh he's a master tactician he's a this one he's a that one i wasn't convinced i so I, I know i told some people look this guy is not ready for it just is too big just too big for I, I feel like just is too big for this guy but you know how everybody's so excited about something and then you just join in the excitement like, okay let's see what's gonna happen but it's it's obviously not he's obviously overwhelmed 
but mm. everybody keeps saying let's give him till next season like as of, as of right now look i just i just i just checked something now chelsea has won four games in 18 matches we have won four games that in is, 18 that matches. is that is bad that is bad four, four games not, in 18 matches <laughs> we have won four games in 18 matches how, Jesus four. Christ. how did okay I don't want to say something. On that water. And, 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 and you feel like the board is backing him and they are doing the right thing. For me, as a fan, and I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm going to say the truth. I think it is easy for the board to just sit down and be making and be spending money. But to make radical decisions is always is hard for them to do. Because I think this is hard for them to do. Because we are going to Potter's case now. And what I'm going to say is Potter's case is just like you are giving a gold to a carpenter to make use of. That's exactly what is happening now. These Chelsea teams look like a gold, but you are giving it a carpenter to carve out. He can never. He, he, a gold is meant to be carved out by a, a like a goldsmith, not a carpenter. So what, that is exactly what is happening now. But let's go to let's go to Potter. My own question for Potter is: One, do you feel Potter is will will be able to lead this team? Two, do you feel like Potter is the right manager for Chelsea? Three. Do you feel like Potter knows exactly what he's doing? Because for me, I'm going to ask out this question before you guys take on this. Potter is not the right man for Chelsea. He has not shown anything. I've asked this question on Twitter when I asked, what is the credential of Potter? Somebody should show me a project Potter has managed because before you can put a world-class project into hand of a manager, he has to be a world-class project manager that has delivered on several projects. Chelsea is building a project which they have to have a world-class manager, a world-class project manager to actually carry out whatever thing they want. And I don't feel like it is Potter. To me, Potter is an average manager, a mid-manager that should be managing a mid-club, not Chelsea. So, I don't know what you guys take on, but I want to really hear what your takes are. Thank you. I, I think... Um, can I... Let me... Can I... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, uh, let, let me just say something. So you know when when um, Bully and this Bully, right? And one of the things that he, that was said is that the team that he took over, the the baseball team that he took over, he got a coach that was relatively unknown, but was said to be good tactically, and he stuck with that coach. The coach did not win anything the first season. They went into a rebuild process he stuck with that coach they weren't doing very good he stuck with that coach and now they're competing i know that everybody wants potter out right and i know that we cannot trust the process without results but i'm being i'm being realistic when i say that i do not really see bully stacking him I do not see Bully sacking him. I do not see Chelsea board sacking Potter anytime soon. At least, if I not this season, that that that, that one, that one. I think we are going to just manage him throughout this season, and next season we will see. But I do not see, I do not see Chelsea board. I, I do not see Chelsea board sacking him. Is he the right? Is he the right manager for Chelsea? I don't think so. I don't think he has enough experience. I don't think he's ready to manage a big club like Chelsea. I feel like he's still he's he's still he's still you know, there are people that are good at just 
holding together you know not 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 really good at managing big personalities big money buys you know people that are just like that you expect so much from when you, you want to manage people that you don't really expect a lot from you know people that all these people that he brings into brighton it's easier it's less pressure on you when you're working under pressure of a big club where you're expected to win trophies he's not he wasn't expected to win any trophy in brighton he was just expected to play and play well bring out yeah, wins and, and be in the league maybe maybe make top 10 make top 10 those those we are seen as achievements those are not achievements in chelsea in chelsea you have to win it's not even winning games you have to win trophies so is he the right man for Chelsea? Is he going to lead, is he going to be able to lead Chelsea? I absolutely think not. But the reality on ground is that I doubt that Chelsea, the Chelsea board, is going to let go of him anytime soon. And so when people are shouting for Potter out, Potter out, <laughs> I'm just laughing because look, we are stuck with this guy for a while. The, mis- the only mistake that I've seen that Chelsea board has made is sacking Tuchel. Look, I do not know what happened, but that that was a mistake. I that was a huge mistake. I, I saw I saw a video today. I don't know if you guys saw it. I saw a video of Emma Hayes, you know, the, the Chelsea women's coach, and how she was talking, how she was talking to the the, the team when yeah. they did poorly. I do not even think that Potter has the balls to talk to, to these, talk to these to, players to our players. I do not think that he has the balls to actually talk to them. The, the players have medals more than the coach. There is a way that these people, these players need to be talked to and I don't think that he can do that. So for me, I don't think he's the right man for the job but being realistic, I don't think he's going anywhere. Okay. Marshall, let's, let's hear from you. <laughs> Alright, um, yesterday I tweeted something which is like the second time I am going to tweet that in. I said I wouldn't mind us getting relegated if that was what we get Potter out. And to be honest, that is the only thing that can get Potter out of Chelsea this season. Relegation. Any oh my god. Chelsea are not sacking him. You know why? Number one, the owners made the decision. They have zero knowledge about football. They made the decision before they brought in the directors of football, the other management team that knew things about football. They signed the coach and gave him a long-term contract with over how many million? That's a lot. Yeah. Um. I just feel like it's <laughs> Potter is not. I don't know if he's going anywhere. He's going to come back. I don't really know what he's going on with with us right now. But if he's, I, if he's like, to... I think what 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 Neil was saying, what Neil was saying is actually right. I, I was reading that that the, the letter of like if we are going to leave him, it would cost us what like the sixty million. So that it's it's a huge it's a huge loss for the board for the owners i they wouldn't they wouldn't want to lose that kind of money without fully you know testing the wits of what he can do do you understand but i think he's out of his depths like if you even look at the guy he's out of he's really really out of his depths but we'll see we'll see what happens uh, yeah but i think the the um the board has to just make radical decisions because if you are not careful we are going to go low on confidence with this club and i'm saying this and i'm still going to say it we are going to go low on confidence in this club the fans will not even be happy i saw something that happened with psg yesterday after the loss to monaco do you actually know that kipembe took a megaphone and started speaking to the fans 
because the fans were really angry. Yes, and and there is his mouth laughing up and down the old pitch, talking to his old mates, and he's laughing. It that doesn't mean anything to him. With the mentality, he doesn't. So that's the level of the mentality. That's why I'm saying, does this manager actually have a hold on this player? Because I'm telling you, I can say this point blank. You can't try this shit under Jose Mourinho. You can't try all this rubbish that they are doing under managers that have good grips on their squad. You are calling big play- you coaches. You can't try this under Frank Lampard. You, 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 you. I watched you, you, Frank Lampard fight um, Liverpool coach in his last season in Chelsea. I, I, I can remember that match. Frank Lampard virtually was insulting Liverpool's yes. coach. I have never seen the uh, Porter stand up from his seat, even if we are losing 10-0 and we are passing back 100 million times. He's always ca- he was he's just on the bench clapping every time. Look at look at the first he's, opening um, he's goal too, that we're he's meant to be a top from from um, RLC top from Loftus Cheek. That square play, just a small square play. You were holding the ball until you could not cross the ball. And I saw Potter clapping on the bench. Which manager claps for a rubbish gameplay? Rubbish. Which manager stands and is clapping for his player when they do rubbish on the in games? These are my these are my problems with this man. These are my problems with him. His in-game management is zero. This is exactly what Frank Lampard lacked when he was coaching Chelsea. In-game management, he doesn't know how to read the game. He doesn't know the players to sub off. He doesn't know the players to put him into games. Do you get what I'm trying to say? These are the problems I have with yeah, him. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. Sita, you still have something to say? I, I, I was just going to add that this this is actually one of the things that I loved about Tuchel. Like even even though even though Tuchel used to make, I think when Tuchel came in, when to one Tuchel came in, I loved that man so much because for five minutes he has already removed you. Like you're playing nonsense. Come out. <laughs> like like I remember I remember a couple of games because we cried about this thing so much under Frank Lampard. Yes. That he did not he, like we, we would be playing nonsense and, and Lampard would not know what to do. Like he would wait and wait and wait and wait and we are seventy minutes and we are playing the same thing over and over again and Frank Lampard would not do anything but when Tukio came in Tukio would change play I, I think there was a time Tukio removed three people at half time <laughs> you play rubbish yeah. Yeah. I expect I expect like, Kukurela so, to be out of that so, game in 20 minutes 20 minutes is enough for you to know if you play so, in the game or not Tukio was so decisive about his substitutions 16 minutes he has really taken off it was when he started getting to know the players more that he would leave them sometimes up until 17 minutes before he started making changes i do not know i feel like i feel like um um what's his name potter has come into this team holding so much onto this psychology degree that he he, he, he went to get that he thinks that is what he read in university about that's going to bring into into this football pitch. It is not going to work. He needs to know it is not going to work in this in this our team. It is not going to work. Chelsea uh, is, a, is a big team with big demands. He needs to even from the that. fans. The fans are used that. to winning yeah. trophies. So exactly, we we, we can't settle in we finals every season. We are used to being in finals every season. Even under Frank Lampard, that we did not win a trophy, we are in the final. Yes. So and this is us. We are out of Carabao. We are out of FA Cup. We are out of Champions League. We are out of Champions League now. Is this the thing that we are going to do against Dortmund? All this rubbish that Kukurela is doing. 
we we are not we are not we are not we, we are not like he's not Potter is not showing me any signs of improvement I'm not even going to like like do you know do you know when Ateta came into Arsenal and he was like after a couple of games people started saying look look we're not seeing we might not see it now but you will see it when it happens there are a lot of pundits saying oh look like yes they are not getting the results that you want but you can see the intent you can see what they want to do you can see what he wants to instill in these players and, and you see how just... how strong-minded Ateta is do you see do you see how do you look do you see how Ateta looks like? look um if you look at all the top coaches in world football look at them at the touch lines and then look at Potter and tell me if Potter if Potter behaves like a top coach I think a, a player should even look at the know. bench. A player should be able to just take a glance at the bench and see the reaction of the manager without saying anything. His face exactly. alone, his exactly. face alone should say a lot to you people playing on the pitch. But this man's face, You're... his face, his body reaction, everything does not speak like a manager <laughs> oh that wants to win. God. It doesn't speak like oh a manager that God. wants to win. So I just, for me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to say it, and I'm coming to say this. Potter has to go if we like it or not even the 60 million well I don't have money in Chelsea but as a fan I'm a stakeholder and as a fan supporting Chelsea my voice has to be heard we me I've, I've not I'm still going to say this I don't really fancy English managers trust me this, this is the basic reason why the England the England team will never win the World Cup or the Euro they are not good enough and I'll keep saying this until they sort out themselves they are not big enough and they have to understand this. They can't bring all these old sentiment they are doing in their English squad into the club level. It is what exactly that is happening in Chelsea. Favoritism of your of your own citizen. That is why you could bring in Messi Mount, bring in Conor Gallagher and keep playing rubbish player. Mount that we ask for a bench. Why do you have to play him yesterday? Let him sit down for a whole game. Let him sit down for two or three games. Let him understand what is going on. He came on, he played rubbish, and he was laughing up and down the pitch. And if you are not careful, this man will actually start him again. But all well and good, we've made, we've made very good points. But let's just go to the last part, which is the VAR. The VAR saved Chelsea yesterday, and it cost Chelsea a winning. What do you guys have to say about VAR yesterday? Because they did the same thing against Arsenal. They said and it was an human error. They did not draw a line. That if you had drawn a line, they did uh, the same thing against Brighton too. For Brighton. So, what do you guys feel about VAR? Do you feel VAR has been has been has been doing well, or is not doing enough? Well, for I personally believe that there is corruption in English football, and I don't care. Since the times I started supporting Chelsea, I've seen so many things that were clearly corruption in the English Premier League, starting from the days of um, Sir Alex Ferguson, Alex Ferguson's time and the number of minutes they add and when they don't end matches until Alice, until Manchester United scores. I've seen too many Chelsea matches where um, um, the referee makes sure that the opponent scores. I've seen Arsenal matches where players were offside and the referee made they scored Arsenal. I've seen. So, yeah, I, you know, this brings me to something that company said, that he doesn't think football has that moral right to point fingers at other clubs. That is just the truth. European football generally, fat football generally, does not have that moral right. And then English football is there. They you know they have this um, saint behavior. They like to feel like they are saints, that, like the English football is saint, is a saint. 
league, league or something. So they want people to see them like they are good, they are the pinnacle of everything. That was why they could go to Qatar and see rubbish. But the truth of the matter is, English football is corrupt. Those mistakes were no mistakes. You cannot tell me that somebody whose job was just to look at something and draw a line whenever they play outside forgot to draw a line. I don't understand. It, there's nothing like that. It and was it was not, it, not to draw a line. And it was even a clear foul from um, Sushek yesterday, sitting and using his hand to parry a ball. You cannot tell me that somebody who, who whose job is to check for penalties actually said it, 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 that they checked it for a few for, for a few minutes. I don't understand. It is pump, it is clear. It is clear. You'll be surprised that more things like this will happen to Arsenal. More things like this will happen to Chelsea. I won't be surprised if it even happens to Man City. The goal the, the goal is is they have who they want, even they have in mind. VAR in England has been one of the poorest I've ever seen. VAR in England has been really, really poor. The, you, you know, VAR you 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 don't you need to watch the EPL yesterday. Just you know the, the v decisions we are just yeah, not only old. even Chelsea and no, only Chelsea. Well. That's what I've been trying to bring in. So it doesn't look like um, we have been fired. Look I think they were now. shitty yesterday. Look at look at Brighton, three three points taken away from three top teams that needed that three points because people who were paid to do their job decided Did not to do their job. Away. And nobody's going to be called for it. Nobody's going to be called. None of them is going to be fined. They are just going to write, uh, call you the club. That they, they said they've spoken to us now, they've spoken to Brighton. Chelsea is not important because, by the way, Chelsea attends. So whether they don't care about Chelsea, we are just in a small club. They've called um, us now, they've called Brighton. That I, is how bad it is. And I saw something during the week in the NF- in Nigerian Premier League that a yeah. referee did not count a goal for a club and they took him off the 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 referee job in the in the league i read something like that during the week i I watched the video it was a bland goal and they cancelled it and they actually took him away from the league in in refereeing the league for the rest of the season i guess so i promise you if it happens in england nobody's taking anybody nobody's taking anybody off their job and that's exactly what we are calling for we then we need to stand our ground on this var has been shitty they have been making stupid decisions They, they 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 don't do their job accurately well and Sita, I don't know what you have to say about this before we round up. I, I, I think I, 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 I share the same sentiment actually. I think that I think that the English, like they are not doing it. I don't think that people complain about VAR the way that clubs in England complain about VAR in other leagues. Yes, they don't. So I don't know what I do not know what it is exactly that we are not doing right. So obviously, it's it's obviously a yeah it has to be an English thing. Do, do you understand? So my own noun is <laughs> the way that I see VR. I'm not I want to be completely honest with you. The way that I see VR is when it's when it's your turn, it helps you. <laughs> and when it's against you, it's against you. Because I'm not gonna lie, there's been there's been some VR out against against us, and there's been some for us. We we can't we can't say we we just know that generally. They are bad. They make poor decisions. They make they make very very crazy decisions. You see the Sushek own. I was watching. I, I kept on rewatching and rewatching and rewatching that thing, and I'm like, this is very 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 obviously a handball. Like he literally puts his hand out. That that is a penalty. That is a red card. 
that is even that is a red how card. do you that's the red card that is because the pure red was card. i mean look at, look, at what, look at what happened against with james look at what happened against with james in 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 in, in, in against liverpool against liverpool I got a red card exactly i got a red card for that so how do you tell me that you do not know that that is a, that, that that was that was deliberate so we, I feel like VAR is is bad in England. It's a bad, it's, a, it's bad. But if you reach your turn, and, you're and, lucky. It's and good for the you top, if and for them shouting, they are the top league in the world, and they're having this kind of controversies about their VAR. I think they have so much to do, so much to do, because to be a lot of investment is being put into the English Premier League player signings. We have the we have we English Premier League spends the highest money in the leagues in all the leagues in the in the world and they can't be having this shitty performance with their um, video assistant referee and other re- or, and other referees on the pitch and the lineman they are and nobody's being held accountable and nobody's being held accountable nobody's we being need held accountable. yes we need we need we need to see there are no suspensions of the there are no there are no fines nothing yes, you just we, come and you make statements and say oh we are sorry it was a human error what what it, nonsense is that it is meant to be a machine working not even a human error at this time why not you should have a standard operating procedure for for um an I sop had, that I you had, use i heard there's a leak i heard there's a leak that has already implemented the machine the machine thing for, yeah. for, for 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 these checks so but why even, why are we why, why even why, if they're not using the machine there should be a standard operating procedure for you to check for a foul for you to check for a penalty for you to check for other things you are looking out for oh check the line check the handball very well check the position of the body there should be a standard operating procedure they have to have for checking all these things but i don't think they have they just sit down there just draw useless line look at the controversy that happened in this um goal um the rashford between rashford and um and fernandez in one of their games that they were saying he did not touch the ball he touched the ball we don't we don't we we <laughs> don't we don't want to be seen that we want a standard operating procedure we want an sop that you have to follow a procedure you have to follow a process you have to follow to to actually get this thing in less than two minutes if they are spending that kind of money in the premier league they need to up their game in the premier league and this is all what we are clamoring for but before we go we just want to yeah. touch on saying do you feel Arsenal is still going to win the league with the way it's going no no yeah i think you okay i want you guys to make shout out to like your best player on the pitch yesterday for chelsea's game oh well my my best player still is enzo fernandez honestly i would have gone for the guy from atletico madrid that came on load but the fact that enzo fernandez gave um an assist um had um the highest number of touches um tackles in fact virtually the highest number of everything on the pages tv i think i, I will still go so shout out to Enzo fernandez i'm happy that he's settling in perfectly i wish um the club were helping Mario to also set, settle in the same way because i know he's a beast and he's good but hopefully one day i will be here giving a shout out to Mario too but our new players really did absolutely well shout out to Mario UK as well sita your best player from the game yesterday Um, I'm going to say one thing. Top players do not need time to, to, to adapt to anything. Yeah. Top players, they do not need time to adapt. And Enzo that is why my shout out today is going to go to Enzo Fernandez. 
he has taken to this league like it's his bet right and you, you you saw we saw it with with um with um Thiago Silva we are seeing it with him he you they don't need they don't need time to adapt to anything he's been phenomenal for us he's been what, we, what we've been looking for in in that midfield so yeah. I, I was my he was my best player yesterday and and that's just that but I'm not going to lie. Shout out to Enzo Fernandez and Felix yesterday. They absolutely did great. Felix has brought a new yes. dynamism to our attacking football play. What we have been clamoring for as we need an attacking midfielder, not the one that Mount is giving us. He has is absolutely doing what is exactly to be done. Now, what he needs more for me is coming in. We should get a striker to play games. If Chelsea can sell Abraham that gave us 15 goals then they cannot tell me they don't need a striker. Abraham was outstanding when he was playing in Chelsea. We sold him. And you are telling me you want to be playing Abbas that has not given me 15 league goals. You want to be playing him week in, week out. Hell no. Playing a striker and let's see a different uh, game into uh, in, in, into Chelsea's play. Um, during the week, we ran um, we ran a promo on Twitter for um, predictions, score predictions against Manchester United and Leeds. And we had three winners that predicted um, good like the correct score and they got their, and they got their prices as well so during the week we'll be looking forward to what we are going to do about that as well concerning the champions league games and i want to say a big thank you to sita for honoring our invites and be a part of our special episode thank today much, the chelsea thank you, thank you very much thank you thank the you chelsea special um thank sita you. we thank really you appreciate you me. thank you for having me <laughs> And I hope we have we have good results coming in for us in coming weeks. No, let's hope so, so. Champions League on Wednesday. Yeah, let's see what happens. Your prediction for Champions League, what is Chelsea going to beat Dortmund? Let me hear from Sita first. Sita, what do you think? I think we'll win 2-0 if we play too well instead of Chukurela. But I think we'll win 2-0. All right, uh, I, I I wouldn't want to um, predict because I know our coach. We might end up fielding, um, what is his name? With Mason Mount because of experience Mount. in Champions League. <laughs> He's a Champions League winner. Um, so, I, I honestly, until I see oh the lineup, my God. I, I'm not sure. I might, I might not as long as that does not happen. That's just a truth. As, as long as, as, long as yes, that we do not, not happen, field to be based honest. on the one Champions League before, we will win 2 1. <laughs> But oh, if we feud based on the one Champions League before, sorry, we are losing the match. All right. Um, and I want to say this, I want to end this with this episode. Remember, for a for a world-class project to be carried out, to be implemented properly, you need a world-class project manager. If Chelsea is going to win and they are going to win trophies, they need to sack Potter and hire a world-class manager. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Sita. Neil, do you have anything to say? Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, please um, follow us on, on Twitter. There they are going to, there's going to be giveaway there. And please remember to subscribe and also remember to drop your comments and suggestions. Thank you very much once again for tuning into the podcast. We love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye-bye.